This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? This is Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. I'm your host today, Imran Khan, and joining me today is fm 3 underscore the one and only fran mirabella the third how you doing today fran i'm doing well i like that you call me fm3 underscore the it underscore is, is there yeah you, you'll make sure to find me on twitch if you use that but yeah. it's like every time i hear it i'm like oh underscore i mean, why did you were you when you first type that out were you like well oh fm3 is taken so i just gotta put something yeah exactly because this is my gamer tag across all platforms mm-hmm. we'll be talking about gamer tags later but um yeah like that's my gamer tag. It's been that across all platforms forever, FM3. So I just had to add something. Yeah. I didn't want to do an X, you know? Yeah. The, the underscore is your brand. Yeah. I'll change it. I'll come up, come up with suggestions. Still got to be FM3 there. <laughs> Kevin is shaking his head. Of course. In a very upset way. This is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames where we run you through all the nerdy video game news that's fit to listen to. If you're watching live, you can connect... Or you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. To be part of the show, to actually connect with us, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members are above get to write in, and silver members are above get to show ad-free. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or listen later by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily on podcast services around the globe. Today's stories include reviews for The Outer Worlds are out, Steam's Loki local multiplayer beta is also out, and Crystal Dynamics explains why they're focusing on Miss Marvel. But before we get to any of that, it's a little bit of housekeeping. We've reminded you a lot. We're going to remind you again because it's for the kids. Extra Life is Saturday, November 2nd. 24 hours of games for charity. Join us now at kindoffunny.com slash extra life or watch on that actual day. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Muhammad. And today we're brought to you by Third Love and Upstart. But I'm going to tell you about that a little bit later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We got four stories today, Barrett. A baker's dozen. All right, first of all, we're going to do an Outer Worlds review roundup. And I'm going to say Outer Wilds at some point during this. I'm going to do my best not to. Only that once. You said it there. Mm-hmm. Let's make that the quota. Yeah, okay. We're going to we're gonna try to say Outer Wilds, but yeah. It's going to get there. It's <laughs> I can't gonna, tell if he's trolling me. It's going to get there. You just said Outter Wilds instead. We're going to try. I can't tell if I he's didn't say we're going to see. You're going to try to say Outer Wilds? I'm going to try to not say Outer Wilds. See? Okay, all right. See, I can't see what tell you said was, was you're going to try to say you Outer Wilds. You either did just mess it up immediately, or you <laughs> did the best troll of your life. J.V. Gwaltney, who is a PR <laughs> representative for Outer publicist for Outer Worlds... Is probably very pissed off at me right now. Okay. They're very upset with you, trust me. That's I'm okay, sure. but you know what? The reviews are looking good. Yeah. So they got to be happy about that. So first of all, Dual Shockers, <laughs> Thomas Franzis, gave it a 9.5. He said, while saying, while saying something like the Outer Worlds is out of this world, maybe low-hanging fruit for a writer, it isn't a false statement. This game rewards player choice and experimentation on a level I have not seen since Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it managed to do so in both gameplay and story. With the best writing of any game thus far in 2019, any fan of RPGs needs to play The Outer Worlds. Game Informer Joe Juba, that sounds like a made-up name. does, right? Uh, old give, JJ. Yeah, good old JJ. He's very upset with us now, though. Uh, <laughs> give it a 9.25. Even if the larger beats don't always land, The Outer Worlds shines with constant stream of small bright moments, an amusing interaction with a clueless guard, a sugary corporate jingle, a brutal sneak attack, a solution to a problem you were sure sneak. won't work, but it does. The team at Obsidian excels at encouraging creative experimentation within, within its responsive and absurd setting, ensuring that every visit to Halcyon is full of delightful surprises. Over at GameSpot, Edmund Tran gave it a 9. 
I finished The Outer Worlds wanting more, eager to jump back into the world to see th- extra things. It's not a short game, but it's one packed with such a steady stream of wonderful characters to meet, interesting places to explore, and meaningful multi-layered quests to solve. They didn't feel like there was any room to get tired of it. I wanted to rewind the clock and do everything in a completely different way. The Outer Worlds is consistently compelling throughout. It's a superb example of how to promote traditional RPG sensibilities in a sharp, modern experience. At IGN, Dan Stapleton gave it an 8.5. With The Outer Worlds, Obsidian has found its own path in the space between Bethesda and Bioware, and it's a great one. And considering that new RPGs from either of those influential developers are still years away, the game couldn't have been timed any better. It's not as explorable as one big open world, but it still packs a large portion of flexible quests and conflicts within its series of smaller ones. And the combat, character, and companion systems have enough new spins on the existing ideas to make it feel like an homage with its own personality rather than a copy. U.S. gamer Mike Williams gave it a 4 out of 5. Games Radar Alex Avard gave it a 4 out of 5. Polygon Cast Marshall didn't have a score, but they gave it recommended. And Kotaku Gita Jackson gave a very, very long review that does not have a score, but on Twitter she was incredibly positive. She said she loved the game. So it's safe to say that they're, that's a very positive review. Have you touched the game yet, Fran? No, yeah, I don't have a copy yet. Um, I, I'm pausing because, as I mentioned as we were getting into the show, I was like, wow, there's a lot of positive reviews. Um, Greg um, was more like somewhere in the middle. You know, right. I don't know. We, you know, He doesn't put a score in it, uh, but I felt like he was in the sevens maybe mm-hmm. from the way that he was talking about it on Gamescast. Uh, he talked about it being, I don't know, overly challenging or the pacing seemed off at times and yeah. buggy at times, but he, he liked it. could appreciate that it was kind of fall at new Vegas, a little modernized, but, um, also not modernized enough after I think, you know, the, the 10 years or whatever it's yeah. been now. Um, and Greg was on Gamescast last week. We pre-recorded a segment for this week, which will, mm-hmm. will insert into the actual Gamescast of his thoughts on the game. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that not out for, uh, no. Monday's episode? No. no. Because so, the review of Mario was this well, morning. You heard it here first, yeah. everybody. <laughs> now you really want to tune in for that episode, which is a week out, right? Uh, next week it'll be up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be on mo- uh, up on Monday uh, live on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what the plan is for Thursday when we pre-record the full show. Yeah, okay. will we um, see it there? I don't know. Right, that's well a good question. We should tweeting. probably ask Greg what his actual plan for that is. Well, yeah, no, that's we, more of a Tim question. Anyway. We'll figure that out. But no, but on the show it was, you know... I got he was not feeling, super positive. And on you it. you played some of it too, yeah. you know. And we'll hear a little bit from you on that show. But like, what do you? How are you feeling about all this? I agree with him that there were a bunch of flaws to this game. But I've played more of it since then because I was at like four hours. Yeah, he had were beaten just the game, scratching the surface. The yeah, time. I I really love the game. I think what it intends like it is the kind of indie successor to Fallout New Vegas that like bloodstained is the old castlevania kind of games maybe not as directly you know imitating that but it it's not it's a smaller scale fallout new vegas so all this stuff people are saying of oh actually the writing is amazing the uh the quests are well designed mm-hmm. the various choices you can make are smart like that's all incredibly true that said it's also very janky in some spots the yeah. ui is not great the UI is terrible. Yeah. I just started playing last night, and uh, yeah, I'm, you I'm, were super excited about. Yeah, this I'm. Release. Yeah, it, it was to the point where I left the room when you guys were talking <laughs> yeah. about it because I didn't want to get like influenced before I uh, started yeah. playing it. But I, I finally sat down and played uh, like two or three hours last night, and it's giving me that like classic Fallout feel. Like I, I I'm really excited with the the story and characters, but yeah, the glaring glaring issues the uh, the UI the the map and how that handles like the map is terrible it yes. might be one of the worst maps ever in any game I've played I don't think <laughs> I've actually used the map for any like I just walk towards the direction I think I need to go yeah it's I'm so used to for games like Fallout where if you have several quests that you're trying to keep track of of looking at a map and seeing like specifically if there's a route that I need to take to get around things or whatnot and just using this one it's just awful uh and then yeah the ui feels like dated it's not like a huge problem but yeah when you go into your inventory and are trying to swap things out you're just like yeah this feels like uh 2004 all over yeah it's weird i think i started on gamescast but there was a time where i was like i was just trying to figure out why i could not disassemble a gun and Mm. it was just because the gun was i had other copies of the same gun so i'm like oh i'll just break this one down for parts right and i just couldn't it wouldn't tell me why it just graded out so like that's a mission gun or something. Yeah, I, it, I don't even know. Like I still, weird. I put it in storage. And I just can't still do it. And there's no real storage in that game, by the way. Like you just have to find lockers that you want to use and just put stuff in there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's got that classic Fallout uh, type of feel for for me so far of the kind of major quest that they introduce you at the beginning of the game. Uh, but that kind of 
uh, evolves into this kind of side story that you're going into right now. It's a classic Fallout feel, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. excited to yeah. get more into it. Yep. Yeah, it's a reminder again. This is from Obsidian, who uh, has some of the original members who created Fallout before it went into Bethesda's right. hands. And then on top of that, they did Fallout New Vegas. And so that's the the note, again, if you're um, interested in the game in particular and you like New Vegas. Yeah. I, mean, I have a feeling you'll really like it. If you like New Vegas, for. you will like this game. Yeah. If you did not like New Vegas, this is not going to do anything for you. Yeah, you may not like it. It is exactly the same kind of thing on a smaller scale. But, like, there, there are so many cool things about it. Like, I... I've been going to doing a save reload kind of thing just to see because I don't have time to replay it again. So I've been just kind of like going through and like, oh, what happens if I did the quest differently this way? So there's one point where a guy gives you a quest. He's like, go here, go do this thing. And I was like, okay, what if I just kill you? So I did that. Right, which and, is yeah, yeah. And <laughs> what this game is all about, by the way, yeah. is th- that should be the poster tagline for all these games. What if I just killed you? What if I just kill you? <laughs> and it's and a like, target on someone's like. It, uh, it pissed off my compatriot, and she didn't want to hang out with me anymore because I just killed someone in cold blood to get the thing. But I got the quest like done. I didn't have to go do a thing and then spend a whole bunch of time and effort and eventually resources taking out a dungeon of marauders. I just killed mm-hmm. one guy. So theoretically, if you think about it. I'm really the moral one there, because I only killed one person as opposed to, like, ten. Oh, that's your morality. Yeah, that is my morality meter right there. <laughs> that, it, that You can create your own morality in these games. Again, that's what it's all about. So I am actually a little I, surprised how well this game is rating, though. Yeah. You know what it is? I, I think that, um, and I've seen this happen to me personally, where... Mm-hmm. Just the core gameplay speaks to people in a way that transcends, you know, some of the issues. Like, honestly, Borderlands has some of that. It has right. some antiquated issues. It got a lot of uh, flack, you know, in the beginning around that. Um, people were talking about the menus, some issues there, the map even. Um, just some some areas where it's janky as well. But mm-hmm. overall, they just loved, you know, the chaotic shooting, et cetera. But anyway, I have a feeling this game's kind of like that, that it's just yeah. like there's not a lot of... Other games that sort of do it in this way, and it feels like it's hitting some of these nostalgia feels. Um, mm. You know, it's funny, a lot of the reviews here are like, you know, it's carving out its own path, you know, putting in Dan Stapleson's word, uh, words. But uh, Greg and, and you guys, I think you were saying it felt very New Vegas. Yes. Almost like they put a new coat of paint on it, but you're like, huh, is this really a new? Yeah. I mean, if New Vegas came out two okay? years ago, then yeah. I think I'd be like less okay with this. Yeah, like, that is time. one of Greg's problems that he explains later is that he wished the game aspired for more. Like, it, it is just New Vegas. And, mm-hmm. like, years after the fact that it yeah, didn't take I, it enough, it didn't take any of the actual, like, lessons learned from there. So, like, we talked about, it, like, Baird said earlier, the UI is just a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. That I could see why people would be initially, like, very turned off by things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you get into your head expectations with the trailers that come out, the beautiful art that's attached, and... And that what I'm getting at, right, is I kind of had that going for me, too. I'm like, yeah, man, this is new, modern, Fallout, the next generation version of whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you guys start talking about it, you're like, well, it's kind of like New Vegas with a fresh coat of paint, with, yeah. like, some touch-ups here and there. And I'm like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's from those creators. Yeah. They're not a huge, huge team. I mean, I don't know how big they are now. They're bought by Microsoft. But, I, you know, it's not like they're, you know, as big as the Fallout team, I'm sure. Right. They no, they're, they're significantly smaller. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it's... It's, it's I'm really happy for them. It sounds like um, it's one of these niches that if they didn't do it, nobody else was going to be doing it. And then like that's the other side of this. Maybe they didn't polish every corner in the way you wanted, but mm-hmm. like nobody does it quite like them. You know, Obsidian has a really good reputation. So I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm actually going to pimp. <laughs> uh, I did a piece. Um, uh, IGN Expert Mode was a series that I produced when I was at IGN. It was part mm-hmm. of the Facebook stuff. Barrett remembers this. Brag about we, it. We did one on, I'm not bragging, I'm just pointing <laughs> to an awesome piece. No, it was a fun series. That I, I liked was, working you know, on it. Yeah, executive yeah. producer on that I did. No, no. Um, you, you guys should check it out. It's IGN Expert Mode for Fallout New Vegas. You can find it on YouTube. Oh, um, I didn't know we did that Fallout, how an abandoned sequel led to New Vegas. I came up with that headline with it. Nah, maybe I didn't. That, was, <laughs> that could have been Ryan McCaffrey. Nah, I think about it. I didn't know you guys did that one. The only ones that I helped yeah. out with were Psychonauts and The Last of Us, which yeah. were great episodes to work on. You didn't know about Fall New Vegas. No. Exactly, yeah. No. So check it out. It's, honestly, yeah. it's from one of the producers there. But me, I, I recommend it because it gives you some insight on how they think about designing these uh, these games and mm-hmm. the RPG element and the morality and all that's really important. And anyway, might give Let you me some ask you a question, Fran. Mm-hmm. As somebody who has reviewed games for IGN, yeah. what 
what consideration, if any, would you give to the fact that Outer Worlds is day one on Game Pass on PC and Xbox One? Like, would that matter to your review at all? Would you be more forgiving no. of flaws? or No, I mean, it, this is the problem, uh, and I've struggled with it in my review career. People, like, they're like, the price doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they'll say it doesn't matter. And you could even argue it doesn't matter if it's an indie team or a huge AAA team, and it's like that shouldn't matter because it's a game, and it's game, and it's game, and you should just review the game. So what I'm getting at is, no, I don't I can't uh, affect your viewpoint of as as a game. But what I do think is important is you talk about that and say, oh, if you want to just try it on Games Pass, though, and, like, it's, is it worth an hour of your time and you already have it, that's a different uh, viewpoint, if that makes sense. But right. I don't think it changes the review of how you feel about the game. You know what I mean? I think I, I, you're right. As somebody who also reviews games, yeah, yeah, you're correct. But I don't – what you're saying about it not being, like – doesn't matter if it's indie or whatever. I think you do keep those considerations in mind, whether oh, it's subconsciously or people not. People do all the time. Yeah. I'm saying you're not supposed to, don't you think? I mean, Outer Worlds specifically, yeah. there's going to be a lot of talk when that game actually comes out about the fact that I don't think a lot of people don't know it's not open world. Yeah. I think people think it's as big as the Mojave was in Fallout New Vegas. It's yeah. not. Like, literally, the areas between towns are valley hallways yeah. that you just kind of walk through. And it takes maybe five yeah, it's minutes to get there. much more narrow than yeah. that. So, I th- like, but the reason I don't consider that a big deal is because it's not a Bethesda, not a game being bankrolled by Bethesda. It's a game being bankrolled by Take-Two's yeah. indie label. You would see, but there, that's where we really get into the ethics of it all. I know what you're saying, but, like, right. I, I would argue, I'm like, well, but just as a game, how do you feel about what's in the game, the pace of the game? Does it need a big open world? Right. And if it does, then you should say so. And if you feel it needs to be dinged because it didn't provide you enough, then you should. I mean, if that's the precedent for this type of game, that would be my argument, is, is to say if you're feeling that way, then yeah, that's and maybe now that I hear you saying it, I'm like maybe that's what brings your viewpoint down a little. Maybe well, you yeah, want more of the open world. It's one of those things of like I, ex- if this game was published by Bethesda, I don't think the review scores would be as high, even if the game itself were exactly yeah. the same. And like that's maybe that's maybe unfair to say it to the game because it's a, yeah. it's a fun game. It it's just that those level those expectations do color how we see these kind of games. Yeah, they do. And I I hope they. Don't for a lot of people. It's hard not to though. You're right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not arguing with you. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, when I run into that situation, I try, try not to let that get in my head. I mean, the truth is, I see the opposite, which is yeah, like we'll see really big AAA studios like Bungie, you know, release a new IP or Bethesda or whatever, and yeah, like they. There may be some really good redeeming qualities and things happening, but you expected this AAA perfection. Right. And so the axe comes down on you. And I, I hate to see that side of it, too, which is I feel like, um, you know, just to make sure we're clear on the one side, I love any developers that do a lot with a little. And there's a ton of credit due there. But I also really get triggered when I see people come down on the big AAA studios because they're like, they're rich. They should have known better. It should be perfect. And it's like, they're still just like a game studio with the same type of people. Mm. Um, they might have had some more resource, but it's just, you know, you know, games get made in a very similar way, right? It's got a creative director. It's got the same choice structure. You know, sometimes you just have more resources. And so anyway, that stuff shouldn't taint the review is the, the short answer. There. Right. Taint is an interesting word. Tilt, I think, might be the better one because I do think that like these these kind of things do affect and it's as we start moving forward in the industry and we start thinking about where because double a games are disappeared for a at least a generation those Mm -hmm. things are basically gone and i feel like we're kind of getting back into them with games like outer worlds and i was gonna ask what was an example of a double a game for you like an older example of a double a game would be like darksiders okay and i think we're getting into this kind of thing now where a indeed Games are being made under an indie label, but by established developers that are roughly like double A quality, but we're not calling them double A. We're calling them, I don't know, prestige indie games or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like games like this or Control, I think are games that we're starting to look at in the double A context, but we're not considering them double A yet. Yeah. I know what you mean by that. And again, it is confusing. You might get a game that uh, was from a two-person team. And it's a cute little, you know, fourteen ninety nine game, and you compare that with a sixty dollar game. It's like a huge bazillion yeah. dollar marketing budget, and you do. But there are indie like, games hey. that run circles around AAA games too. Well, exactly, yeah. but so they don't have to be big and, and audacious and full of you know marketing money necessarily. So um, 
again, like at a base, it shouldn't affect your review mm-hmm. price and all that. But it, 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 I say it shouldn't affect a review, but it can affect a recommendation. And what I mean by that, right, is I think it's cool to add that slice of like, hey, here's what I think. And, oh, part of it was, for me, it was, it, you know, this is a very small team. I like these types yeah. of games or whatever it is that as long as you get that information out there. <laughs> yeah, even if, I, even if I liked Outer Worlds less, I would easily be able to say like, yeah, but it's on Game Pass, so if you've got an Xbox One or a PC, just pay the two bucks, play it for a month, and see if you like it. Yeah. You like, know, it's not a long, it's about, like, 10 to 15 hours. It's not a super long game. Mm-hmm. They encourage you to play it more than once. Like, you can get through that in the trial period pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is, is it worth your time? It sounds like most people are saying yes, and if it's on Games Pass, you might as well check it out. Yeah. Borson00 asks... Hey, good mor- our Good Morning Imran and Fran reviews are out for The Outer Worlds, and it sounds like Obsidian has finally shed the king of the sequel, especially the Bioware sequel. I think they're referring to like how they usually just make sequels to other studios' games like Fallout New Vegas, oh, right. Coder 2, that kind of thing, it, and has proven that they can make a new IP that has also received well. My question, though, is how w- well will it do in the mainstream as the only other recent mainstream successes have been licensed IP, Fallout and South Park? Is the Outer Worlds destined to be single-player Fallout replacement for players, or it'll be just as niche as Pillars of Eternity? I don't think it'll be as niche as Pillars of Eternity. Mm-hmm. I think that this game has enough sort of style and uh, being anywhere in the vicinity of Fallout, one of the biggest franchises out there when it mm-hmm. comes to gaming, anywhere around that is going to be a good thing. But Especially I, after 76 kind of like tainted yeah. the brain a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people are hungry for this type of thing. It is, interestingly, it is in a niche, mm-hmm. but it's a big niche that doesn't get filled, you know, in the, I think the right way. So, no, I think it'll do well, but no, I, I don't think they're expecting it to be as big as Fallout, you know. Yeah. I, that's not the expectation here. Though I will say Bethesda releasing a Fallout collection on the same day Outer Worlds comes out seems really petty. You know what? That might work out for them in the end, which is like that's one of those situations where if they, they're helping the interest in the genre. So actually, yeah. if well, why are you buying that? You should pick up Outer Worlds because it's in this genre. I'll tell you what's the biggest boon for this game probably is now Microsoft owns Obsidian. We talked about that a bit earlier. Yeah. They are really getting behind this game. They're like referring to it. I think Matt Booty called it like this is basically an Xbox game that happens to be on PS4. Yeah. Like they're, <laughs> it's on Game Pass. It was There was a trailer that opened the Microsoft conference at E3. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've been super behind it. They want this game to be huge so they can say, by the way, Outer Worlds 2 is only on Project Scarlet, whatever it's called. Exactly. Yeah. They must be into that sequel development years down the road. I think that's the one that we're going to get that highly, hopefully, modernized, like big jump. And I mean, that's another question, though. Like, assuming this game does great for Microsoft Mm -hmm. and they do toss the money behind a big sequel, Mm -hmm. do you want it to expand in scope or do you want want them to keep it to what they did well? I think it uh, comes down to timing because if you get the game a year and a half from now, I think that's the situation where you're like, honestly, I'll take the better graphics, like some better audio, and like, sure, it's smoothed out a little bit, but it's basically kind of narrow, like you're describing. Um, I think in that scenario, if it's it's not going to take forever, people will probably be okay with it, assuming it continues to please the the mass audience like it has with these reviews. But uh, I always, personally, I always want the the God of War jump. You know, right. I want to see. You don't have to reinvent a franchise necessarily, but what I mean by that is. Just games that nail, you know, uh, so much. You know, they do stuff that really, like, you're like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like, even Red Dead, you know, I know that it's it's loved and hated, but that's a game um, that I was, yeah, I loved and hated. But there's moments in that, and especially on the consoles, I'm just like, how the heck do they do this? It's amazing. And it was experiential. And um, So anyway, meaning I would love in this type of game, uh, you know, we haven't really seen it, actually, because Fallout's janky, too. Yeah, Fallout is... So can we do this right? It's janky. So I'll take... Yeah, I guess personally what I'm saying is I will take the three-and-a-half-year wait from now or three years, whatever it's going to be, and wait for hopefully a big next-gen drop with a lot of upgrades. I want a new Alpha Protocol. A new Alpha Protocol. I never played. I assume Alpha Sega Protocol. owns that, so Sega, get on it. All right, Sega, heard it here first. <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft, Xbox Live change enables you to choose any gamer tag you want. This is from VentureBeat by Jeff Grubb. 
Xbox Live is changing the way gamer tags work. The service now enables you to change your name to whatever you want, although you will get a numerical identifier to go along with that. Of course, you can still use your hateful, or you can't use a lot of hateful, <laughs> suggestive words. Whoa. Amarin. I got, I hey missed now. the point on that a little bit, and the length <laughs> maxes out at 12 characters. You can change your gamertag once for free, even if you've used your free name change in the past. Under this new scheme, any name you choose will work, but it will have a number followed by some numbers on PC. On console or mobile, you will get your name immediately followed by the same numbers without the number sign, the hashtag, you know, pound mm. sign. Xbox Live now also supports many foreign language characters. So you can go as just J on Xbox Live on PC, but if someone wants to find you on the service, they'll need to look you, look you up for something like J number pound, or pound sign 2666. If you go as J, J parentheses, J number 2666 on Xbox Live on PC, players on, P- on Xbox One and mobile and within games are still going to see you as J266. So it's a little confusing, but basically there's a number attached to it. The naming system is similar to how the communication services Discord and Blizzardsbattle.net work. Instead of telling you that a name is taken, the service just adds a unique identifier to every tag. The Xbox One console and mobile app will be updated to display your new gamer tag reads the site for changing your name. Games themselves will follow sometimes in 2020. So, this is a cool thing that they kind of just dropped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing that's always kind of like, I know a lot of people were frustrated when they made those original Xbox Live gamer tags. And just They wanted to change it, because a lot has happened in the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> of, I don't feel like I need to be like Sephiroth Blade 522 for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. So I can see why... That's like name changing. Yeah. But if you wanted a name... I think that's the important part. Is if yeah, you always like, wanted to be. If there's another Imran out there, God right. forbid there be another Imran Khan somewhere out there. There is, by the way. Oh no, horrible. <laughs> but there are two of us. But if you wanted that stuff and couldn't get it, these kind of things like can really be a barrier to in, honestly enjoyment of like you want to have the name you want to have for when you're playing online in Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say, if you want, like, that name, you wanted to be Nathan Drake on your PlayStation, like, now you can be, it's just your number, you know, 1337 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, ultimately, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm a little, like, old school where I'm like, I don't, I don't like when I'm trying to enter a name in and I'm like, ugh, are you kidding me? It's still taken. So, I appreciate the process of, like, we're trying to get away from, like, you're just trying to enter a name in a mm-hmm. and it's not going to come back with, like, that red, like, boom. Sorry, not available. Yeah. And you're like adding all these numbers. You're like, who took, yeah, who took Imran Khan 2639? You're like, are you kidding me? That's also <laughs> taken, uh, which happens, right? And it's very frustrating. So it gets us out of that and just gives you this random number. But part of me misses the like, then then it's not as unique anymore. And so, that, but that those days are gone. Like, you're yeah, saying. it's gone. But also, I mean, like- I appreciate. That, um, I mean, FM3 is a weird one because it's got a number at the end already. But mm-hmm. I have FM3 on all those platforms. The original, like on Steam, I'm just, as far as I know, I guess I have to go back and look. I mean, I'm <laughs> FM3. There was no other one at the time because they didn't have numbers. Same right. Xbox and so on. But, um, like, yeah, when I went to Blizzard to do it, I was like, oh, it just doesn't even matter. I mean, I'm like number whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I kind of I like the old school thing, is what I'm saying, but I appreciate it's not a good way to do it. Yeah. I tried to just to see if I could change my name on PSN when first, they first rolled all that stuff out, and just see like what that mm-hmm. what that process entails. So I tried to go change my name. It said you can't change this. Like call this customer support number to figure out why. But I'm I'm curious as a reporter. I wanted to yeah. see what why yes. that was the case. So I went to see it and they like called them. It was like, hey, why is my name locked? Why can't I change it? Like, oh, you're verified on PSN. Like what? When did that happen? They're like, well, you don't have to actually apply for it. Someone just does it for you. And I was like, okay, well, can you unverify me? Like, no, the only person who can ver- unverify you is the person who verified you. <laughs> like a well, marketing department it, somewhere? Yeah, does it say who did that? They're like, no, we don't know who did it. You'll have to find them. And I'm like, what if they don't work at the company anymore? It's like, I don't know. Well, that's bad customer service. <laughs> I mean, you could—I'm sure anyone in the marketing department could help you with that. Maybe. Right? Well, I You're like speaking to like customer service. Legitimately, I don't about, know what they're saying. Like, yeah. maybe it could just be the only person. Yeah. I could legitimately believe that. But that is—it's <laughs> a hilarious thing. Of, I didn't want to change my name anyway, but now like the fact that I can't weirds me out a little bit. Yeah. I will say I'm I'm sick of Nintendo using friend codes. Oh yeah, I'm also very sick of that. I like that you can attach whatever name you want to it, but I like. If I had to add someone right now, or someone had to add me on their Switch friends list, 
I couldn't be like, oh yeah, just search Imran six seven eight. Yeah, but but see, but that's where I was going with the old school thing. Like honestly, Steam is similar, and I mean, you get into like just find me on FM three, and like overall you can. But some people are like, I, what's your ID? Most people are starting to send out Hotlink or ID now, right? Um, because like actually finding the other person can be very difficult with all of these duplicate names. I have to go into my profile and actually friend like, code. Look at the URL to s- remember what my Steam username. Yes, is. but I'm saying that's the same as friend. <laughs> Code basically. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Fred goes a twelve-digit code that, like, granted, it's more annoying. For I sure, barely but. remember my own phone number at this point. Yeah, I don't I know, know that okay. I can remember a friend code. Yeah, I, I memorize my credit card numbers, not my friend code. Like, I used sorry. to memorize my fr- credit card numbers. My bank like loses them so yeah, often. Yeah, they, they get like I have to, like so I have to keep often. constantly changing them. Like, it's there's no point. Prove it, friend. Tell it to us. Right yeah, now. let me just uh, <laughs> load up uh, your favorite website yeah, right now. Just say all of them except for the last one. It's fine. No one's <laughs> yeah, no one's going to go through with the remaining nine numbers and see. Anyway. I want to quickly add on to that story that yesterday Xbox product marketing manager James Shield reconfirmed that every Xbox One controller will work on the next generation Xbox Project Scarlet. It doesn't matter what generation or type it is. So like whatever Xbox One controller it is. So it could be the Bluetooth one, could be the Xbox Elite, could be yeah. the Elite version New two. Elite, yeah. Could be the day one launch thing, which my analog stick on that one is starting to go. Mine still works. But Spencer our Phil Spencer explained that E3, the decision is Xbox respecting the purchase of gamers that have been made on that platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the amazing part about this is that you can buy the Xbox Scarlet and you want to sit down and you want to play co-op. Maybe there's whatever, a port of Borderlands 3 and you want to play a split screen. Um, but you need a second controller, which normally is seventy nine ninety nine. you know, with yeah. uh, all the taxes and going to Best Buy, whatever, getting your Amazon Prime shipment as fast as possible. But um now you just grab your old controller, yeah. which is really amazing um, and nice to not feel, frankly, uh, bamboozled or ripped off. Like I feel like every time you know we're buying these new consoles, it's like you got to buy a lot of proprietary stuff. Like Nintendo, honestly, I feel like every time Nintendo sells stuff, I'm buying yeah. all the accessories. They hit reset button every single time. Yeah, the dock. except for like the Wii controller on Wii U, but that was a different thing. Yeah. Well, but even then, you needed to buy more Wii. Wii uh, we controllers eventually, yeah. you know, but uh, anyway, it, it's amazing. It's a really good reminder that that did come out, and um, that's but, exciting. Uh, we'll see if Sony. Uh, did, they haven't said that. They talked about box, backwards compatibility, but I don't think they talked about control. Uh, They've talked a little bit about the new controller. They say it has like a force feedback thing. Did they say the old DualShock's going to work on it yet? I don't know. If I don't they think they directly yet. said that. Help us out and kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I would assume that like since the PS4 controller had a touchpad. And that touchpad was used for some games. Mm-hmm. Either there will be like a way to get around sure it, it which is strange, or they'll just say like, just use a PS4 controller. Yeah. But I this I but think this is, is really like cool. this is them saying, yeah, please buy an Xbox Elite version mm-hmm. two. It'll work in a year. We promise. Yeah, especially this is them saying, please buy an Xbox Scarlet, please. Yes. <laughs> not that they're not selling Xbox, but you know, PlayStation is well in the lead, and Switch is selling a ton right now switch has outsold the xbox one at this point i think or it's close to it Mm -hmm. it's on pace for it yep but now man i'm excited about next year it's uh hard to believe i I was skeptical and we'll see if a delay comes in i guess not they you know we're gonna be head to head two next gen consoles at the exact same time it's been a while since we've gone head to head like that um i'm just really excited that holiday 2020 has both the scarlet and the ps5 coming um Hopefully, did they say global launches for PS5 as well? Or did they just say it's coming out holiday 2020? I mean, we know it's coming to the U.S. because it was like from a, the U.S. side of things. It'll and, almost certainly be a global launch. Yeah. I don't think, like, I could see, PS4 it, it, isn't going to miss Japan. I could see Xbox 2 or Project Scarlet missing Japan for a little bit. Yeah, maybe that. Because, like, why? What's the point? Mm-hmm. But, like, the main, like, European, U.S. markets. Uh, to correct it. a th- thing earlier or not correct a thing Na- clarify a thing nanobiologist asks what are you playing outer world specifically on uh private division gave us a c- or gave me a code at least for ps4 mm-hmm. i'm not sure about greg oh yeah in terms of, it's a good point i'm sure it was ps4 100 sure yeah I'm, I'm, PS4. Playing, <laughs> I'm playing ps4 so i i assume he's playing ps4 yeah, yeah. I mean, he wants trophies any chance he can get it meaning oh, if yeah. a code was available he had <laughs> to be playing on it um but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out on PC. Hopefully, it's yeah. part of the Epic Store. I'm pretty sure so. it's Epic Store and also Game Pass. So, you oh yeah, use, yeah, you can use that one. Mm-hmm. All right, you can try Steam's online local multiplayer for yourself now. Here is how. This is from US Gamer by Matt Olson. 
Remote Play Together, Steam's new feature that lets people play local multiplayer games over the internet via streaming, is now live for participants in the Steam client beta. The feature supports up to four players in the game, works cross-platform, and even lets players share control over of a keyboard and mouse. Valve's official announcement for Remote Play Together goes light on technical details in favor of telling readers how to get it up and running. Anyone can opt into the Steam client beta. And from there, it's as simple as launching a local multiplayer game and inviting a game through the Steam overlay. Then, the game in question reads other players' inputs like they're from another controller plugged into the host machine. Ars Technica's report on Remote Play Together goes deeper on how the feature actually functions. The host of a Remote Play Together session streams out a video feed of the, play, the game from their machine to other players, who then essentially play along to the stream. In a statement introducing the, the feature to developers, Valve recommends a 10 megabyte per second connection streaming up to 10, for streaming at video up to 1080p and 60fps for players with acceptable latency. Surely, remote play together will be better suited for some games than other games, depending on how much latency factors into play. Still, it's a different streaming beast than Stadia's bandwidth-hungry architecture. On Valve's support forums, a representative confirms that remote play together always needs a connection to Steam servers for streaming. So it's also not a magic solution for letting multiplayer-only games work over an offline LAN setup. So this is a thing you're interested in, Ran? Uh, I personally wouldn't use it. Uh, mm -hmm. That's just me. But I actually think the feature is really neat. Um, it's kind of fascinating to think about. It's streaming and encoding your local signal. And I wonder if it kind of, in other words, delays. Does it delay your input a little bit by that, ha you know, 50... Uh, what's my math here? Uh, milliseconds mm -hmm. to you know, does it try to actually give you all the same latency? Right, because you're playing the game together, right? So, yeah. Or are they just getting the frame later, and you know, then it doesn't matter. I don't know. I didn't really think it through, but um, it's an I think interesting it's cool. idea. Yeah. I don't because like when I first saw this, I was like, oh, now I can play River City Girls with a friend, and then like as I started exploring more things about it, I'm like how well is this actually going to work for an action game? For, like, a card game or something, this sounds amazing, but I can't think of a card game that's not going to be online multiplayer anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know uh, some people have tried... Um, what's the remote play for... Is PlayStation remote play the, yeah. the one? I know people have tried that, but just being able to use somebody else's copy and, mm -hmm. like, take control and try out a game. Like, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And that's uh, I thought that was a cool note, too, that now since it supports these other platforms so you can use, like, your local PC. Yeah. But it's like if I have Linux and that's what I'm, like, coding on it, where am I? Oh, but I want to check out this game. Uh, or you just do Linux. Um, yeah. Linux. If you have a Mac, yeah, you I was about to call you out. I know. I was like, am I pronouncing it wrong? I was thinking wrong? of Linus Tech Tips, I guess. And <laughs> his branding is so awesome, but of I course was like, it's Linux. Has my like, mother lied to me for, the, like, the last 15 years on how to say Sorry, that shit? Buddy. I don't say Brand. Linux. You freak me out. You can't do that. <laughs> I was up very late grinding destiny as you're probably not shocked to hear so i'm a little <laughs> off but anyway uh, mm -hmm. i do think it's a cool feature any experimental features like this i always think are great plus there's value like there's consumer value because it's not asking you to buy you know four copies of a game and right just to play like there's there would be no point obviously you could just play online um it does require an online connection but pretty cool to to give it a try we'll see how yeah. used it gets you know? i think the way i'd prefer and i don't know how technically feasible this is but I would like it if we both just had our own copies and somehow the local multiplayer just worked between us. Like, I don't, I feel like that's not an easy, it's not a possible answer. Cause, like, if it worked, they would have done it. Like, if those games just, if well, Val wait, just applied netcode somehow to an existing game that didn't have it. Oh, if you have, but if you have, in other words, if you have it though, then why don't you just play online? Because the game itself doesn't support online multiplayer. I'm trying to think of the scenario, and I'm missing it, I think. Like, like, in like other words, Ruby City Girls is an example but you, of if we okay. both just had the game, and we went to a local multiplayer match, and then Steam went, okay, you guys are both local multiplayer, we're going to just connect you together somehow. I don't oh. know that's technically feasible. So games that have local multiplayer that do not have online multiplayer. Right. So I see. I'm not familiar. I with would like it to just add game, so. online multiplayer. I don't think that's technically like gotcha. that's a dream wish list kind of thing. So I guess this may be like the only way they could get it to work. Gotcha. Yeah, and maybe there's some like older games or something that that would apply to. Where yeah. It's like it only supports like local multiplayer, and like if you both own the copy, then you get you can yeah. use your own. 
Either way, I think that's it's cool that yeah. Actually, I just thought that there's probably some older games where you're right. They don't have the online um, mode, maybe even, and it's just got like local multiplayer stuff, and yeah. so you can just hop in with a friend and single copy. So, but it is cool that Valve is doing this. That like they're leveraging that experimenting. Yeah, that cloud kind of technology or like personal cloud kind of thing mm -hmm. to do a thing that ends up making more games possible or more functions in games possible, even if it's not necessarily. It's a good first step. Yeah. So we'll see where it actually goes. Neat. Definitely would have flown under my radar had mm -hmm. I not been on the show today. So <laughs> uh, I think it was a good pick yeah. for a new story. The developers of Avengers are explaining why Kamala Khan was chosen for Marvel's Avengers protagonist role. This is from IGN by Matt Perslow. Crystal Dynamics has offered a little more insight into why it chose Miss Marvel as the protagonist for Marvel's Avengers over other more well-known superheroes. Talking to IGN at EGX 2019 in London, where Virgin Media held the UK first, UK's first play of Marvel's Avengers, senior producer Rose Hunt explained that Kamala Khan was chosen because of her personality is very relatable for people playing, and that her lack of history allows the studio more freedom when crafting her story for the game. When Marvel bought Kam brought Kamala Khan up as a possibility for us, we were super excited about her, says Hunt. But she's a fangirl like us. She's a fan of the Avengers like the whole world is. So we thought that she would be a super relatable character to be our protagonist. And another advantage of her is that she doesn't have 80 years of history like Captain America or some of the other Avengers, she added. And that allows us to actually tell more of an original story with her because her story has just begun and we can build on that in interesting ways. So... They revealed this a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the first new Avengers gameplay since, like, they showed know. that demo and they polished it up a little bit over time. Yeah, but it, yeah. It was still not a great-looking demo, like, since they've shown it. But when they did show Kamala Khan, and this may be because I'm actually just a huge fan of that character, name reasons aside. <laughs> the, I did, actually, did, that's how tired I am this one. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Durr. But she, like, that was when I was like, okay, this game actually looks really good now. Yeah. So I'm. What? How are you feeling about Did the game? Did you think that? But just for clarity, you thought that gameplay, you know, trailer they showed, looked better than what they showed in the past, I think or you just got excited for the character integration? That's what. That's one of the reasons for yeah. sure. But also, it just the actual. So part of the problem I had with that is that it looked off. Like all the characters looked off. So maybe it was a I wanted it to look at the MCU and it wasn't subconsciously that was tainting it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you but, seen all the movies with those characters, it's a little tough comparison yeah. at this point. But like Kamala Khan, I, I read her comics yeah. obviously, so I like I know what she looks like. I think I, I played her in uh, Ultimate Alliance three, but this is the one that I'm like, okay, actually she looks fine in the game, mm -hmm. like in the cutscenes and all that stuff. And her actual, like, th clearly the battle segments in the trailer were edited to look a bit more exciting than maybe they actually are, but it looked more interesting to me. How are you feeling about the game these days? Uh, I'm still interested. I mean, you guys had described, like, playing it and some stuff that I just haven't really mm -hmm. seen, you know. In terms, some, some people were like, wow, it's kind of like Destiny, uh, but not, and then how is that going to work? And we, don't, we have all these questions unanswered of how it is a seemingly somewhat persistent online shared world right. and yet it's this like driven campaign so I, I don't understand how it works yet without playing it um, and I honestly haven't like looked deep enough I think into interviews and some of the footage mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic about it though you mm -hmm. know like I I'm not the biggest Marvel fan in the world. What I mean by that is I am nowhere near the knowledge that you guys have. I've seen the movies. I used to watch, um, you know, X-Men cartoon when I was younger. And, you know, I've dabbled here and there. But, like, I don't appreciate the world as much as many others. But I like the, the material. So, meaning it's one of those scenarios, right, where, like, just because it's a Marvel, this shared world game, like, I'm still looking at it from how's the gameplay, right? Right. Like, I, the Marvel stuff I could take or leave. Um, because you're right, I'm just not as into that side of it. So like, I just don't know enough about the gameplay. So. Do you think as a as a fan who's not necessarily a Marvel fan, like not super into Marvel comics? Yeah, it's not that I don't like it again. I just, yeah. I, you know how that is. It's like if you if you like Star Trek and you don't like Star Wars, it's gonna be hard to get excited about, um, you know, the next Star Wars. Did you watch the new trailer? I did. What'd you think? I just watched it once, and mm -hmm. it got I got real emotional with like the vibes of like, oh man. Like, I've been watching this for my whole life, and this is supposed to bring this chapter of this story to the end, you know? And yeah. So I, I really got that vibe, and it seems to be the main thing they're going for. So I really appreciate that. I'm, so I'm super excited. I think J.J. always delivers, um, for me, I, I feel like the, the right in the middle of, like, it was good, 
uh, you know, I, there's always some stuff I that I'd describes him pretty well, the right in the middle kind of thing. But like, I'm never um, disappointed. It's mm-hmm. a lot, tons of beautiful shots. Anyway, so I, I didn't I watch the trailer. I like once I get tickets, I'm like, I don't need to watch it. I, yeah. I'm already bought in. Yeah, but what it's, I was it's a cool trailer. What I was originally trying to ask is <laughs> the so as a non Marvel fan, as a non Marvel fan, do you feel this game is less marketable if it's not like Iron Man is a protagonist? He's the one you're starting the story with. I don't think it's less. Uh, marketable, but Iron Man is, you know, one of the most like iconic, you know, Marvel characters now, just mm-hmm. because of what uh, they did in all the movies and everything. So, I, but I think just having Marvel on it and all the characters, it's going to be easily. It's marketable. called Marvel's Avengers. Like, yeah, it's meaning gonna it's, sell fine, like. yeah, meaning it's not just going to be Kamala Khan, you know. And you're like, who is this, and what's this game about? Like, that's not uh, just because she's the protagonist. It's I don't think the marketing is going to lean into just that, right? You'll yeah. have your whole cast of characters. Oh, and there's this new character that I didn't know about, and. Like, yeah, explain that to me, for example. So, wait, this is this is Miss Marvel, so and what they did in the movies is not. She ended up split. inhaling some TerraGen mist, and she became like a kind of stretchy character, like kind of a Mister Fantastic thing that can like inflate her, right. yeah, fist or whatever. But wait, in other words, what I saw in the movie. Mm-hmm. Ca- wait, is Miss that's Captain, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel and, different than Miss Marvel? That's yes. what so saying. she started as Miss Marvel. And Wait, then she, be- she she started as Miss Marvel and she became Captain Marvel. So the current Miss Marvel l- like looks up to Carol Danvers, Captain oh, Marvel. I so see. she's like, I'm just gonna take her name. Oh, the the like uh, you can be Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. It's like a it's like a title. Yes, but you Grand, are actually like, Kamala Khan. Yeah. Okay. She didn't meet Carol Danvers until like I want to say a couple of volume. No, maybe like one volume in, like the end of the first volume, and then. Ca- Carol Danvers is like, okay, actually, you do actually embody this name. So go ahead and keep it. Keep calling yourself Miss Marvel. All right. To gotcha, fully explain gotcha. this, we would have to be here for another two hours for Fred yeah, to yes. understand it. I understand. I that. would suggest reading the comics because they're really good. At one point, she describes all her X Men fan fiction to Wolverine, and he cannot stand it. <laughs> She's a, yeah. I like that. Okay. I like the sound of that. Anyway, uh, I'm definitely very excited about the game, and I, I don't feel like they shouldn't have to explain why they chose her. Um, you know they have to, though. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. But, I mean... It you was know, fa- the exact people who are like, why is this not Star yeah. yeah. But the, the silver lining is I do like the, the, the side of it where I was like, wait, this gives us a lot of things to shape. Mm-hmm. You know, a character that people don't know as much about. And So I actually... I can appreciate that, again, as not a super fan. I think it's a better way to put it. I'm a Marvel fan, I'm just not a super fan. So as a, a Marvel fan, but not a super fan, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be kind of cool to see this newer story instead of all these other characters that I know about already. So that game comes out in May. But Fran? So far. That is so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Street Outlaws, colon, The List for PS4, Xbox <laughs> One, Switch, and PC. Beholder 2 is out on PS4. Mary Skelter 2 is out on Switch. The Legend of Heroes Trail of Cold Steel 3 is out on PS4. That's a good series, actually. Hmm. Uh, WWE 2K20 is out on PS4, Woo! Xbox One, and PC. Let's uh, hold, uh, hold for a second here. You want to show those gifts? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the specific video, and I uh, forgot. You're worried who... about how long the show is? And the, uh, I think uh, the I, tweeted, I retweeted it if you want to find it. It, it. It's the one where it really bugs out, right? Yeah, the one with Ronda Rousey. And, yeah. yeah. All, right, all right, give me a minute. But that was, that was not the final game, though, right? As far as we understood. It's, from what I, I understand, that was video captured today, and the yes. game is out today. Oh, it was from today. Yes, it, it is was, from, from I the thought there was something copy. from before the final game. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple of those, too, but those don't look that different. So, yeah, this is, this is amazing. So, wait, this is... Is this it? This is the final game, yeah. Okay. Just wait for it, Fran. Wait for it. It's a slow build. But it's, it's a slow build, so but they're listening. So we're watching it. footage on, I don't know what platform it's on. I can't tell, but... This is Xbox One, because that's what they, it's one. an Xbox share. This is Ronda Rousey and Dakota Kai fighting. Okay. And the ladder just broke in half in a very weird way. And then it sort of disappeared into the ring. She just kind of fell and off. And now Rousey's getting powerbombed into stairs that sunk oh. into the ring. Yeah, there's like a clipping problem. Yeah, the chairs are bouncing in the corner. They're, oh, yep. my. That's a huge, <laughs> it, like... It yeah, doesn't ra- end here. <laughs> oh, at, no. Look at the ref's knee. Look at everyone's uh, knees. Ra- <laughs> Ronda has, like, raptor legs. Wow, the ring is breaking... <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me this is the final game? This game oh, the ref's today. caught up. Oh, my God. What is happening? You hate to see it. 
This is so real Lovecraftian. Um, this is like, what if angles weren't angles kind of horror? Is this, so is this is a big deal, by the way. I mean, this is a, a big so franchise. This is the first we're going to have to year, pause for a sec. We, yeah. This is the first year where they took it's, Ukes off the development. I think they yeah. got taken off mid-development of the game. Yeah, it seems rushed. Yeah. Now, my, my question is, though, is this... We just talked about a game that you said has janky stuff in it, mm -hmm. right? Outer Worlds, and it's getting nines, right? Yeah. So... Is this something that's happening all the time? You know, what are the reviews saying? Do we know any of this yet? I mean, now I, that we're, I've, I've not seen the reviews for the game. I don't think there were pre. They, I, maybe I, they sent it out late, right? Yeah, it could so. be one of those things, or it's a WWE game, so no one really cares to review it. Already. No, one hundred percent. Meaning, it would be like an IGN cover story if <laughs> they had it already. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll double check as we go through, see if it's um, you know the reviews out yet. But I'm yeah, not seeing it yet. It looks. It has been looking bad for a number of weeks, but like for the it's actual game to come out, what was that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So it looks bad, but I didn't expect it to be that bad in the final build. No, I didn't expect. If that's happening a lot, that's crazy. Yeah. So that that's what. Buyer beware for sure, based on the clip I just saw. All right, <laughs> let's wait for the reviews. So, so that also comes out. out. Today. <laughs> that is out today. Also out today, Destiny Connect. TikTok Travelers, PS4 and Switch. Oh, Franny got to stream a new that. Destiny game? <laughs> <laughs> Raging Loop for PS4 and Switch. Skull, oh, Skull, Skull Girls Second Encore is out today on Switch. Moons of Madness is out today on PC. Spin Rhythm XD is out today on PC and Mac. Day and Night is out today on Switch. Tangle Tower is out today on Switch. The Park is out today on Switch. PBA Pro Bowling is out today on Switch. Night Swap is out today on PC and Mac. Flatland Volume 1 is out today on PC. And Outscape is out today on PC. New dates. Darksider Genesis, that kind of top-down Diablo-like. Oh, yeah. Or isometric, not really top-down Diablo-like yeah. uh, Darksiders game. It's releasing on PC and Stadia on December 5th. It's exciting. If, if you want a console version like PS4 or Xbox One, you got to wait till Valentine's Day, February 14th. Why is that? Well, I mean, I guess it's just the PC was the lead platform. I guess they took some Stadia money. Would be my most not for exclusives, but that they had to get it out that day. Actually, you see, this is what I'm getting at. Yeah, so, uh, to be discussed further, but maybe it is like a Stadia exclusive. So from a platform side, but they were like, "Well, PC's fine, but um, can we buy a few months on the other platforms?" And I suspect like like Shantae on the Apple Arcade is like one of those where they announced that for every console, but the game is out now on Apple Arcade. It's just it says Shantae Part One. I'm guessing because the game's not done. So they were just like, oh, well, what if we just cut up this game? And put I up? think you nailed it, man. This is like, it's basically done. I mean, if you're going to go to Stadia, it's not just ca carbon copying the PC. There's a lot of exchanging hands, testing it on Stadia. Like, yeah, there was some, I mean, and they could have put it out on PS4. You know, they certainly yeah. could have. Maybe it is like a thing of, it, it's not going to sell well it, in December on consoles. Let's right. take another shot in February. Other than, I mean, it is based on the PC version, so it's e an easier port. So who knows? Maybe that's all that it is. I'm mm, speculating, I guess. Borderlands 3's Bloody Harvest event starts yeah. on October 24th. Kill haunted enemies to earn hectoplasm and gain access to the Bloody Harvest map. Frank, can you, as a, one of the hosts of the Borderlands show, can you give us any more insight into this? I'm under... Yes, NDA, <laughs> technically, but it's in announced. terms of that event. But we did mm -hmm. talk about it on the latest Borderlands show, which is coming out soon at a date to be revealed. Uh, we also talk about the new takedown event that is coming up in uh, later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always forget exactly <laughs> what dates have been. But uh, anyway, as this event, it's really cool looking. The trailer came out. Um, there is new legendary content. But the, the whole concept behind it, by the way, is there's uh, you hop into the spooky area. There's some mission based stuff and you get terrified um, and uh, you have to get this hectoplasm to keep. It affects your stability and your guns and stuff like that, right? You get the concept. So there's some new gameplay mechanics and stuff to earn. So I'm excited. It's free. You Are you know, still playing Borderlands? Yeah, I'm still playing Borderlands, of mm. course. Actually, even you know, if I wasn't on the show, it's it's nice. It's just fun to hop into, man. Yeah. There's something about the way the game feels and looks, especially you know, I'm playing on PC. It feels great. And uh, anyway, I'm excited I, to get into the event. I was playing with some friends last night. We did the Malawan slaughter thing. Yeah. And. You know, at the end of that, there's two giant robots that are the bosses. Mm -hmm. uh, two of my friends had already, like, died, and they were, like, up in the, the hallway trying to, like, snipe from the, up there to help us out. Yeah. They're like, hey, we go rush towards that robot. We need to go kill that thing. And we're like, what robot? 
like that ro- that giant robot that's sitting in the corner, we're like we don't see it. So we go up to it and like all of a sudden it just kind of pops in. Just pops in. And the friend describes like, oh, there's a big like animation. It was like came in small and unpacked oh, wow. and all that. We just didn't see it at all until it like just came up there. Yeah. We did win though. We ended up did killing that thing despite only two of us being on the ground. Congrats. That reminds me of uh, a boss w- that I did with uh, Greg and Andy, and the entire game froze for me. <laughs> uh, but when it froze for me, they got a cutscene of the boss intro, and I didn't know that there was a boss until. It was right above me, about to smash down on me. Like, ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys should also know that it is mayhem on Twitch, uh, but also just in general in the game. It's a, uh, for this week, it just starts today at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Is a mm-hmm. micro patch that rolls out. You get extra XP. There's increased loot drops when you're playing on mayhem. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't know where that came from. But also, if you're viewing folks on Twitch, there's that rare red chest event. So if you catch me out there with the red chest event happening, uh, you will be guaranteed to win if you participate yeah. now. They've also increased those badass events, which I love. You can take control of enemies and like level them up. I mean, you're not controlling them, but you're leveling them up and giving them health and stuff. It's mm-hmm. cool. So it should be a lot of fun to watch some streamers go out and support some folks out there um, who are streaming that stuff. Next time you talk to Paul Sage, you're going to get him to de-nerf the flacker. Oh, you think it's too powerful? No, it's it's de-ner- like they nerfed it. Oh, oh, to de-nerf. Yeah, like they it's nerfed still it. pretty good. It's still good, but it's yeah. not as good. It I was liked crazy. It when it was broken. You mean when it destroyed everything? I had a level fifty a like legendary flacker, and now it's like oh well, now it's not. Yeah, as good. You got to try some of the other billion guns. Deals of the there day: Resident Evil Two, the remake, is out on is on sale on Amazon for twenty four ninety nine mm-hmm. for PS four and Xbox One. And we're gonna get into some reader mail in a second, which you can get to for, by writing into patreoncom games to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Third Love. Nearly all of the kind of honeys are wearing Third Love bras, and you should too. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz. Design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and a premium feel. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip. Find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, return it to Third Love and they'll wash it and donate it to women in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are available are free and easy with comfort and quality. Hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. They have straps that won't slip and tagless labels with no itching. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra out there for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your fresh order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra. Get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. We're also brought to you by Upstart. As many of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows that you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. You've probably heard it before, but when Greg moved to San Francisco, he took out a loan and his interest rate was garbo. This would have helped. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off their credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate can only take a few minutes and won't affect your credit at all. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. So we got a question here from JRR0D. It says, good morning, Imran and Fran. Rude, I think. Jay Rude. Jay Rude. I have a question about <laughs> embargoes and the Switch. Since the Switch is an inherently portable console, does this affect embargoes that companies have on their games? Are you restricted to where it, are you restricted to where you can play games before the date? Or are you able to play games anywhere with the unreleased games? So I think he's what he's asking is you got a Switch. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Go play it in public. Like, oh shit, this guy's playing Zelda right now. Like, he's playing a new unreleased game that no one can see. Right. 
Like, is that okay? Uh, yeah, that's forehead <laughs> uh, in Twitch terms, meaning duh. Uh, <laughs> it's like having a private document, and you can't just go to the park and like leave yeah. it on the bench. And there's uh, nothing explicitly against like Rich George is not going to say yeah. like, hey, you cannot fucking do this. But if you do this, and someone <laughs> says George. like, takes a picture of it. Yeah, that's then, that's on you. Yeah, that's on you, and you're going to get a phone call from Nintendo, and be like, "What the uh, fuck did you say?" Yeah, do? and we've seen this happen with uh, sometimes uh, Apple hardware mm-hmm. or test hardware for stuff. So yeah, I mean, the, the simple answer is, it's a good question, by the way, because it, you know, it's meant to be played that way. But like, you got to be careful. Right. Um, I got this question recently because right, you got roommates or family members, and uh, you got Death Stranding, right? Yeah, can you play it in front of them? No. Yeah, that's technically that's what it is. Either that, or you could <laughs> technically this is not binding in the agreement. When you sign for a company, for example, so if you sign um, when you were a Game Informer, right, Imran mm-hmm. Khan for Game Informer, you're signing for Game Informer. So if anybody technically, uh, that's the way it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if anybody says something at Game Informer, if you were there, they're all sort of in the same pile because the company has signed an NDA and agreement with them. And so in, in other words, at home, it's kind of the same deal. You could, you know, if, if we lived together, we were roommates, I'd be like, dude, you can't talk about this. You're like, okay, no problem. Yeah. And that's, the company's not going to tell you it's okay for you to play it in front of your roommate in the contract. But like, look, they trust us to, enough to give us the game in the first place. So yeah. Be selective with who you give an NDA to in the first place. I mean, and, I've, I've roomed with yeah. game journalists before. Sometimes I'm on an embargo that they're not. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's a question <laughs> of, a like, weird situation. well, I got to take this TV and this PS4 up to my room because it's more important. Like, it's important <laughs> that I can play, play this in private. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a weird... I had a thing last week where my brother was like, hey, do you want to just come over, like, come hang out the, today? I'm like, I got to play Death Stranding. I can't. He's like, well, just bring the PS4 or whatever. And I was like, right. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it, you know, and you got to be careful with that. It, it's a tough decision. I mean, it's like what I was getting at is you technically can't because mm-hmm. of the NDA. But they trust you enough that if you're going to go over, and let's say you do have a friend that's close enough that you like that you can't say anything. Technically, Sony, they would freak out yes. what I'm saying. And you're absolutely breaking the law. So you shouldn't do it. But yeah. Saying hopefully they trust us enough to make the right decisions when you, you run into these. And they kind of limit those things. Like obviously, I'm not doing that for yeah. the record. I'm not <laughs> not out there playing Death Stranding in the park. They know that if like your wife your wife <laughs> sees it, like you play Death Stranding, that's not a big deal. <laughs> but like they want to limit that stuff, so you're not doing that exact thing of, yeah. What if I took a hoary monitor and like plugged it in somewhere at the doctor's office and started playing Death Stranding yeah. there? That's like, what Greg's doing right now. I know it. I assume. <laughs> I assume that Greg he's, has only been playing Ghostbusters Remastered for the last two weeks anyway, so we'll see how his Death Stranding He's just at a Tim Horton somewhere in Canada, just like playing Death Stranding, wide in the open. <laughs> no. Is there, People are we're smarter than that, and that's the point. That Canadians tell me, is there other coffee places besides Tim Horton's, or is Tim Horton's just the most famous one? It's like over here. I mean, I don't know if it's like Dunkin' Donuts here, but yeah. Is it's it, the only one. It's the only one. Like, is there a I'm Starbucks there? I've only there? been to like, Canada like once or twice. That's <laughs> not true. It's the only one I've seen, Fran. It's the important one. Anyway, all right. Any other uh, reader manual taking, or is that uh, it? that's it for right now? But we do have a squad up. This is all from right. Andrew Dramus. He's on Xbox One. Okay, I gotta, I gotta parse this gamer tag a little bit. It is L lowercase L space Star Trooper, one word space lowercase L, and he puts in parentheses. Yes, those are lowercase L in spaces. I'm sorry, I know it's bad. Ever since <sighs> Imran talked about Code Vein on a recent GameCast, I've had my interest peaked. And the game is a the game is a fun, quick romp through a stylistically impressive, if you're an anime fan, Souls Light. And the achievements are pretty easy to boot, all save for one, a multiplayer achievement. These pesky this pesky accolade requires you to grind out four hundred marks and achieve the max level as a co-op companion. If you want to chat it up with a best friend and grind it out in the depths, shoot me a message on Xbox Live. I live on the east coast of the United States and play most nights after work around 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. All right. So, yeah, give him a shot with Code Vein if you're looking to play some anime Souls-like and help him grind out that achievement. Look what you've done. Speaking of what we've done, we're going to check out You're Wrong, which you, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we didn't get right. Um, My sheet's broken. I don't see anything. Can you scroll down? <sighs> is that what it is? Yeah. Why does it work that it way? It does that, that sometimes. All right. I don't fucking know. I didn't set up the Learn thing. to code, dude. I Fix didn't it. set this doc up. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we have plenty of your raws in here. All right. Let's tell. Uh, videos I'll... of 2K20 are out bef- before the day one patch, which has not been published as of yet. 
ah. But that so game is available on digital services, so... So, yeah, wait, that it released clip... without... So, they have a day one patch, but it hasn't come out yet on day one? <laughs> that is... Question a, mark? That's in and of itself a terrible fucking thing, but... Uh, well, Tim Hortons is not the only coffee in Canada. The only one I've seen. <laughs> so Thanks for the additional info of what is the other coffee yeah, stuff. Starbucks and Dunkin' exist in Canada as well. <clears throat> Are they as good, though? Is there a reason people... I'm not going to fight that fight right now. <laughs> Tim Hortons, they will come after you. Yeah, Tim Hortons. I got a Tim Hortons mug, and I, I've no because I've never been to Canada. Mm. So I have no idea where that mug came from. I don't think I have any friends in Canada that would give me a mug. <laughs> uh, so that sounds, sounds like a Jen Miller that. thing, though. Yeah. Jen, yeah, that sounds like a gift Jen Miller would give out. Possibly, mm. I don't think she's giving me a mug. Though I need, now I need to bother Greg to bring me a Tim Hortons mug. As of January 2019, Microsoft has sold around 41 million Xbox Ones. As of June 30, 2019, and those shipped around 36.87 million years Switch units. So they're close, but not quite hitting it yet. Uh, this one's interesting. I'm trying to read this uh, the one from Timmy Buddy that's talking about the. Let's talk about WWE 2K19, though. Did they mean 20? The rev- no, I, he, the review was a cover story for IGN. For 19, though. Yes. But that was... And this year, 2K did not send out early access reviews. Oh, codes. I see. So they did, yeah, it says they brought multiple YouTubers two weeks ago to play the game, capture footage. Maybe that's some of the stuff that's going up. 2K even waited too much longer than releasing the normal trailer uh, and doing any first look stuff. Um, like they have in the past. So it's, everybody seems suspicious based on this, and yeah, there's this big day one patch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, let's see how the patch settles in and wait for the reviews if you're a fan. Um, but yeah, yeah, based on that clip, it's a little scary. RHD16 says, you can add mutuals on Twitter and Facebook if you connect your Nintendo account to them. So I assume he means on Switch. Yeah, uh, I hate that. Because it doesn't show me, like, <coughs> it says, knows you from Twitter, but it doesn't say what the Twitter name is. So it's like, oh, this is John from Twitter. I'm like, who? Huh. Like, oh, it's like so and so, oh zero zero fifteen. Like, mm. all right. Uh, that are, are we? Do you see anything? Glaring? Did we get the Switch out selling Xbox info yet? Yeah, or <clears throat> it, it will. It is on pace to do so. It has not done so okay. yet. Sorry. All right. So all right. tomorrow's host. It is me and Tim. Fran on Thursday is you and me again. Yeah, we'll be back. On Friday it is once again me and Tim. But on Thursday. We have a special games cast with you, me, Tim, and editor-in-chief of U.S. Gamer, Cat Bailey, is joining us. Oh, I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah. Where we may have, we'll have some Outer Worlds impression, whether or not Greg's impressions are there is a question we'll figure out later. I had to try to get a copy then. Yeah. But you, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can watch that live, or you can watch it, or listen to it the next day. That's right. On Friday for Patreon folks, if you don't watch it live with us. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, it's up on Monday, youtube.com slash games. I can always count on you for the plug. Right. Yeah, everybody right. knows that. I'm <laughs> shameless when it comes to that. You might want to catch me on Twitch TV slash FM3 underscore if you want to support me or in the Epic Game Store if you want to support me there. It's just Fran Mirabella. How's That's that kind of looking out so far? Good. Uh, thank you again to all the best friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best friends are the ones using it out there. It, honestly, every little bit helps. You know how it is when you're out there freelancing and yeah. doing your own thing. And so, Using it on Outer Worlds is an exclusive. So. Yeah. You, anytime you can use it in Dauntless and Fortnite and all that stuff. So it's funny, though, that I always you do have to disclose. You're like, well, technically that could affect your opinion if you're trying to peddle every game on the Epic Store. <laughs> how does that affect you as a reviewer? And I'm like, well, it doesn't affect me. But support me on the store and buy that game. But it doesn't that doesn't mean me I like I it. Forgot. Like, I don't remember. All right, Fran, thank you for coming. And thank everybody out there for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow. See you next time. Been a pleasure.